1: This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. So Eric, I've got you know, top five common retirement planning mistakes.
0: It always makes me think of like Letterman when we do anything with a countdown, like you know yeah. his top ten lists or whatever. And there, were, there was some. That was pretty fun good ones. back when he did that. Yeah, there was. Came. He had some good ones. Yeah, before <laughs> yeah. he got a little boring. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I've got the top five common retirement planning mistakes. So there's dozens, but we're not going to go through all those. So I'll give you a couple here, Eric, and you break them down a little bit for us. Number one, ignoring the future tax implications of your retirement savings. Again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but this is a big one because the future tax that you're paying can have a pretty big impact on how your, your retirement plans go.
2: Right, especially because the vast majority of people are saving in what we call qualified plans, 401Ks, 403Bs, TSP, IRAs, all those accounts. Now, it's nice as they give you a tax deduction when you put the money in, you grows tax deferred, and you don't pay tax until you take it out. And then you're forced to take it out at a certain age, which is now 72 The thing is, is that's 100% taxable. Um, So every dollar you come out is going to be taxed at your highest marginal rate on the way out. So you need to have a diversity of incomes coming from different uh, tax sources. Again, tax one is taxable each year. Bucket two is uh, tax deferred and bucket three is tax free. So when you first retire, you have a lot of control of your tax rate. So maybe you want to make some changes moving from bucket two to bucket three. Roth conversions are an easy way to do that. Maybe you want to put money into your Roths now before you get to retirement, give you another bucket, all those kinds of things. But not understanding the tax ramifications can be a, a huge mistake for you because more tax you pay, less money you get or more money you got to pull out to net what you need to spend to give some back to the government to pay their taxes. So, you need to understand taxes and retirement. They they are critical. Uh, pillar that you need to understand.
0: Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why it's one of the most common retirement planning mistakes, uh, and and really in any environment, but certainly when we are looking at a potentially higher tax environment in the future. Uh, Starting Social Security too early, always a conversation piece, and a common retirement planning mistake. Many people that do this too early just for the whole, I want to get mine before it's gone aspect, tend to regret this. So you really want to talk with an advisor, right, Eric, to see, are you being optimal with it?
2: Right, cuz the bigger your social security benefit is and the bigger the cost of living increases that you receive will be. But social security is a there's a lot that has to go into that that strategy rather than just, hey, what date am I going to claim it? You need to think about other income sources that you have, family history, longevity issues, your health, all those kinds of things. The other thing about social security that's unique amongst other asset classes is it's not always 100% taxable. Well, Only up to 85% of it will be subject to income tax. But if you structure things a certain way, Social Security is not taxable to you. If you take money from Roth IRAs or keep it under a certain level, it won't be subject to tax. So there's some tax ramifications that need to go into this calculation, too, about when to claim Social Security. But the best way is to have a Social Security analysis, right? Look at the different options that you have and compare it in your plan. It needs to be claimed as part of a planning process, not in a vacuum. So that's why we, one of the first things we do when people come in, the first deployment is we do a social security analysis for them. And if you want to know the easiest way to claim, you just have to tell me one important piece of information. You know what that is?
0: When you're going to pass.
2: Yep, exactly. If you know you're <laughs> going to die, then it's simple, right? <laughs> right? But most people don't. So we have to go through. Pretty much you know, everybody, okay, right? Yeah exactly you just have to go through you know a planning and see okay life expectancy, is all that kind of stuff but uh you want to make sure you claim it correctly as part of your plan not independent of a plan
0: yeah definitely uh we, we make that joke often because it would be easy to uh, i guess that'd be what retro engineer a uh, fantastic yeah, reverse plan. engineer yeah reverse engineer yeah but mm-hmm. you know we don't come with a timestamp stamp on us uh you know most we of do them so yeah, one of those things where again, it, and it's a super tough question for people. Some people get so wrapped up in the I want to get it before the government, you know, takes it away or you know, I they owe it to me so I want to take it back. And and there could be a ton of reasons why you actually need to turn it on early. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reason and not just for one of those types of things, but because you actually need it or it makes the most sense within your retirement plan. Number 3 on our countdown list here, Eric is focusing on returns when we get close to retirement versus the income that we're going to need throughout retirement.
2: Correct. Because it's the income that drives your lifestyle, right? And so there are ways to get income without returns. And so that's kind of you know eye-opening to a lot of people. But they focus on that I've collected this amount of money. I've saved this amount of money. If I make, let's say, 5% on it, I can pull that 5% off and I can spend that 5% and never invade the principal. That's what everyone wants, right? I want to Have all the money that I've saved this far and just live off of the interest. Well, that's easy to do when you can go and get 5% on a CD, let's say, and then your principal is protected and you're getting the interest. You can't do that today. CDs are paying 1% or half a percent. So then you got to take some risks, right? Well, what happens when you invest money in the stock market? It can go up, then it can also go down. So you need to focus more on income. And there's strategies you could do where you put money into things, you get income from it, and even if you deplete it, guess what? You still get the income. So the income equals the outcome, right? Income right. in means you have lifestyle. So you need to focus on income planning as opposed to just straight returns. Because although everything works great, if you put in a spreadsheet and say, I'm going to earn 7%, everything looks great at 7%, right? Not going to run out of money at 7%, let's say. But what happens if you have variability? Because long-term trend of the market, let's say, might be 7%, but every year it's not earning exactly 7%, right? Some years higher, some years much, much lower. So you need to have a consistent flow of income. How you can you get the income from the assets still have growth for down the road for future increases in standard of living and maybe medical and maybe legacy, those types of things? That's where a plan Planning process will come in to help that, but yeah, yeah focus on income, not returns. Yeah,
0: if you if you're looking for a good outcome in retirement, make sure you got a good income flowing in. Pretty exactly. easy. Exactly. Gonna think of it that way. Number four, taking advice from friends and family on how to invest. Look, they probably mean well most of the time, unless you've got like some mean spirited cousin or something. But for the most part, they mean well. But the truth is, you're never going to tell them everything about your financial life. So therefore, they're not giving you information off of the whole picture. And secondly, and most importantly, they're not a professional.
2: Right. Right. So they're just you know saying, hey, well, this is what I made, and you should go you know, make this amount, too. Right. Again, it's focused on a return as opposed to a planning process. And you are correct. they're not. You're not going to share everything with them, right? You're not going to have their deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, who, so who tells their family that, right? Right. Sometimes going to a um, uh, retirement plan is kind of like going to therapy, <laughs> True, right? Yeah. You're going to discuss things that you probably don't discuss with other people because the better – the, the clearer your objectives are, the clearer your goals are, then the better the planning process is going to be. And some of that's, um, you know, I would say uncomfortable to talk about, but it gets you to focus. Hey, what are you really spending? You know, what's it costing you to do this, to do that? You know, how much tax are you going to pay? All these kinds of things. What happens if some, one of you passes away? You know, that's an uncomfortable thing to think about or talk about, but you need to talk through that to get your plan correct. So, yes, I would say working with a professional, you know, you can always gain input from families and friends, but... You know, go to a professional, go through a planning process before you make investment decisions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking the the most common top five here, retirement planning mistakes. Uh, that people tend to make, especially when they're, they're not working with an advisor, uh, obviously. And this last one, you know, Eric, I was just kind of sharing a story with you that I just learned over the weekend that our potassium levels in our body are very fickle. And there's a small window where, you know, you, you, you have too little, you got problems. You have too much, you got problems. Well, you could kind of think about retirement planning the same way. If we're too aggressive, that can be an issue. And if we're too conservative, well, that can be an issue. So we need to find this, this right size window to kind of operate in.
2: Correct, and that changes over time for most folks. But, you know, markets have been very good. So people are saying, well, I didn't get scared out of the market last time and I've, you know, earned everything back that, you know, what happened in March of 2020, everything back and I'm doing well. It's like, yeah, but you haven't started using the money yet. And then you have people on the flip side of it that are, you know, so concerned about the market crashing and change of administrations and all this kind of stuff that they've just been, you know, hunkered down and sitting in cash. Neither one of those is necessarily correct. Okay, now markets have been very good, so those people have made it out; they've done well. But now it's time to reevaluate. There's remember the adage of investing is to buy low and sell high. The problem is when it's at a high, you get kind of euphoric about that, and you don't—you know—it's a gambling thing, right? If I keep on lookups, if I grow it again, right? Look how much more I'll have. You need to kind of take a step back and say okay now that i've done this maybe i want to rearrange the deck chairs a little bit maybe i want to put some things in place if i'm getting close to retirement i can get some stuff in in place so if the market does take a dive right Mm -hmm. before i go to retire i'm okay or people that are sitting on the sidelines it might be you know you don't find it on high is not always the best but having a strategy right? Because if you have, let's say, the income solved, then it gives you the permission to maybe put some more money at long-term risk, right? To get those growth factors that you're going to need. So that's where planning is really the key to all of these questions. Because a plan is going to help you see what tools, what strategies to use to make your plan work. And so people that have done very, very well in the markets over the last couple of years on our clients when we do reviews for them you know, we, we show them, say, hey, this is what you've made. They're like, well, that's fantastic. I can't really take credit for it. It's what the market did. But what I did is put together a plan, and because we had the safety solve that you're going to need, it gave us permission to take some risks, right? And the risk turned out well. You know, I had a client that or we're doing a review, and my staff puts together this thing called the scorecard. And what the scorecard does is bottom lines it for folks. Hey, you gave our firm this amount of money. This is what it's worth right now, Okay. So that's what they would just want to know, bottom line. And this person was up a lot. In fact, my staff member said, is that real? Is that? I was like, yeah, that's the real number. But when we did the review, they knew. Say, okay, this is up pretty high. I maybe want to take some of this winning off the table. I feel comfortable repositioning some of this. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. You're saying, hey, I won. Let's take some of those chips and put them another place. That's what a plan helps you do.
1: You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. Tune in to The Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on a.m. ten forty.